Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Welcome, welcome. This is Marnie Swedberg. Great to have you with us for another edition of Marnie's Friends, talking today about millennials, how to mentor your next-gen leaders. Uh, our guest today is Danita Bai. She's the author of a wonderful new book called Millennials Matter. And you're going to want to grab some kind of a notepad because during the next hour, you are going to discover the facts that you absolutely must know about millennials, what business teachers or leaders find difficult about working with millennials, the mentoring process that works powerfully, the Dakota acronym for cultivating courage, the key to equipping your next-gen leaders to resolve feelings of conflict, how to use goals to fuel energy, and the goal alignment process, how to establish a healthy work-rest rhythm, how to handle the perfect job miss, and winning the respect of your millennials. Danita Bai is the founder of Sales Growth Specialist and a leadership and sales development expert serving on the Forbes Coaches Council. She has a master's degree in transformational leadership with valuable experience ranging from a sales from at leader at Xerox Corporation to private equity ownership. Her website is DanitaBy.com, B-Y-E, Buy.com, and welcome to you, Danita. I am so glad to be here. We're going to have a... Uh, high action time today. <laughs> I know. I was reading through that list of things we're going to discover today, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we are going to have to talk fast. No, but, you know, and you guys can always get her book, too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, right. you know, I love this. I love this topic because uh, this is affecting us all very much, and we love our we love our millennials. We really do, but sometimes it's very difficult to understand how to actually work with them, how to help them to be productive parts of a team of maybe older, um, older people or people of uh, the next generation up. And so you have actually come prepared to share with us some facts that we must know about millennials. Can you go ahead and start us off with that? Well, here are some of the surprising facts for me as I was doing the research and surprising facts as I speak of leaders around the nation. Listen to this one. 91% of millennials see themselves as leaders. Hmm. Now, we may look at them and go, hmm, maybe not. But it's interesting that that's how they see themselves and what their trajectory is. So that's important for Hmm. us to remember. Um, Another one that is surprising is that 70% want a coach or a mentor, not a boss. 
So that always generates some good conversation and dialogue about what is a coach and mentor and boss and what do I do that kind of looks and acts like a boss and uh, ends up derailing the relationship versus enhancing it. Hmm. So those are a couple of statistics that pop out. Hmm. So like you just met the one you just mentioned, you know, figuring out how not to be so much of a boss and more of a coach and mentor, but still get all the work done. You know, what are, what are business leaders finding really difficult about this work with millennials? Well, so we would all admit that the media has given millennials a bad rap. You know, we would think based on media, media that they're all narcissistic and entitled and, living in their parents' basement, you know. (laughs) And so as I was starting out in this project, I wanted to find out what business leaders were actually observing in the workforce. And uh, in the survey of close to 300 leaders, um, 60% of them cited that they had, that they actually did have some concerns. And they fell into three categories. Uh, one category was around uh, character, things like uh, lack of grit and determination to tackle difficult, difficult projects or a willingness to compromise on ethics or not following through on commitments or blaming. So there was this whole category around character. There's another category around confidence Surprisingly, um, 53% noted a uh, know-it-all attitude that was actually kind of curtailing the millennials' effectiveness at work. So that was one category. And then another category had to do with collaboration. So dealing with difficult topics where there were radically different opinions and challenging people and multi-generational kind of teamwork. So those were the three categories that business leaders expressed concern over. Hmm. Yeah. And as you're, as you're, you know, going through these, and we're going to talk more about this as the hour goes by too, but mm-hmm. What what is what is the number one thing to keep in mind when working with a millennial in order to even begin to think through these uh, facts and these difficult situations? So, so there's another statistic that's uh, important for us to understand. A hundred percent of them want to be seen as unique as individual, not as a trend or a number. Now, um, that shouldn't be surprising to us. (laughs) I mean, all of us, whether we're, uh, you know, Gen X or Baby Boomer or whatever we are, we all want to be treated as an individual. So, So one of my first recommendations is that when you're, thinking about and sitting down and working with your next-gen leader, um, we need to be able to um, want and have an interest in who they are, 
want and know an interest in their skill sets, their passions, their goals, what they want to do with their life. So it's uh, that becomes the foundation or, you know, one of the kind of the baseline things that we as mentors and coaches and leaders need to have as uh, part of our mindset in order to be effective. Mm, I love that. Uh, that's so that's one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if we think about it. We, every single one of us is created in God's image and we have God's fingerprints on us. So, so as leaders, let's tap into that. Right. And the uniqueness, the uniqueness. And, and I think that the difference between like the past, um, past generations with with these these kids, they have grown up. They've grown up really having parents who were very um, careful to be sure that they didn't experience pain or hardship. The most part, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've grown mm-hmm. up with a lot of money compared to other generations, and their expectations mm-hmm. are pretty high uh, of what a job should provide for them, and maybe pretty low of what they should be expected to do sometimes. But again, to to lump them all into one bucket is not fair, and it's not right, and it's not true. And then to communicate to them somehow that you haven't done that, I think, is the the number one thing, to make sure that they recognize that we're seeing them as an individual. So let's talk a little bit about the actual mentoring process then. Mm -hmm. So... um, as I was have been working on this process, I've made lists of the pages of people who have mentored me in my life. <laughs> and I think each one of us, as we think back on those who have um, touched our life in some way, whether it was a a uh, a short conversation that was just really poignant and hit the mark or whether it was a long-term relationship or whether it was a, um, you know, we, we all kind of give and receive mentoring uh, in a unique way. Um, So with that, one of my favorite mentors was my first sales manager at Xerox Corporation. His name was Bob. And to paint the picture, um, I was a pre-med student, so I felt really comfortable breeding fruit flies in the laboratory. And by some amazing story, I end up in the sales world. And way back then, uh, you had to do cold calling. And you had to, do, uh, you had to make 50 uh, cold calls a week. And um, I had not typically, I mean, if you make 50 cold calls a week and you're going to get one yes. So that means you have 49 no's every single week. Yeah. <laughs> and no, you break no. that up. That means you got 10 no's a day. So, you know, yeah. I would get to like the fourth or fifth. I don't know. It was just, these no's were hard for me. And I had a rule of thumb. If I cried three times in one day, I was still having a good day. But on the fourth <laughs> time, I would call my boss. My, I would call Bob, my boss. And, you know, I'd be in tears, <laughs> and I'd tell him what I'd be doing. And he would listen. And then 
Uh, he would say, uh, yes, Danita, you know what? We only hire the best. He would, so he would give me a word of encouragement. And then he would say, now get back out there and finish what you need to do for the day. And then we'll talk about it when you're done. So I mean, it's very interesting as I think back the imprint that Bob left on my life. He listened. He encouraged. He, you know, told me about my strengths that I could leverage in this situation. He gave me a kick, get back out there. And then uh, there was accountability. I'm going to follow up with you and, and we'll talk about it. And so that whole process can be uh, replicated in many different ways, whether we're coaching or mentoring. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So, so we all need a Bob. We all need Bobs in our life, and we need. That's part of my uh, passion is to raise up Bobs. <laughs> I love it, raising Bobs. <laughs> That'd be a yep. good title of a book, yep. actually. <laughs> I like your title. Millennials matter. About it. <laughs> Racing Bobs. Oh, this is Marnie Schroeder. We're visiting today with Danita Bai of DanitaBai.com, spelled B-Y-E. We're going to take a short break. Come back and talk about the Dakota acronym for cultivating courage. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're talking today about Millennials Matter, how to mentor your next-gen leaders. Our guest is Danita Bai of danitabai.com, D-A-N-I-T-A-B-Y-E.com. Danita, let's go ahead now and talk about you have an acronym for Cultivating Courage. It's the word Dakota, D-A-K-O-T-A. And what I'd like you to do is to go ahead and tell us what each word stands for, and then we'll go back and pick it apart a little bit. Great. So the uh, Dakota uh, stands for determination. D is determination. A is awareness. N is for knowledge. O, optimism. T, trustworthiness, ability. And how I came up with that acronym is that in my uh, master's work, we studied transformational leadership. And a key part of the model that we're working with is that at the very center, at the very core of a leader is virtuous 
leadership, that they have virtue. Now, I don't know about you, but in my daily life, I, man, I just don't use the word virtue very often. I'm, and, you know, most of us hardly even know what it means. It seems confusing. So what I wanted to do is to take these kind of time-tested principles of leadership and to put them in some language that I would get um, and that mm-hmm. hopefully others will get and be able to use in a more practical way. So that's how the concept came out. Cool. And then I'm so from North Dakota. I, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm from North Dakota, so it makes perfect sense to me. Well, you and I have a little, uh, a little a life, a little uh, life crossing over. I was actually born in Minneapolis and then moved to Grand Forks, North Dakota, for a while. And uh, you yeah. were you, you were in North Dakota, and now you're in Minnesota, and so that's pretty funny. Okay, so let's go ahead and d- dive into these. First of all, it was determination, awareness, knowledge, optimism, trustworthiness, and accountability. So let's talk about determination first. Uh, what in what? First of all, I think I want to go back. Cultivating courage for who? For the millennial? For the person leading the millennial? The uh, my heart is to uh, develop, to nurture that courage within the millennial leader. We okay. live in a world that is, I mean, there's just so much, um, you know, shifts and changes and opportunities. And as leaders, you are always getting put into um, situations that allow for compromise or where you're stretching your comfort zone. And, and leaders really need to courage to be able to step out and lead. And uh-huh. so I think that's a place where we as leaders can start to breathe life into the emerging leaders that we're coaching and mentoring. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's start with determination. And uh, what is it that you actually teach about that? Well, the, um, so the, one of the concerns that business leaders have had is this, uh, is that when, what they're seeing is that when millennials trip and fall, that they don't necessarily all of them have that resiliency to get back up again. And sometimes where it happens is that, you know, they seem pretty confident when they have, uh, have the answer from Google and YouTube. But what happens when the answer from Google and YouTube doesn't work? And then that's where business leaders are seeing where they can falter. And so what we need to do is to build up that, um, determination muscle, in a sense. So uh, from a mentoring and a coaching perspective, there are some things that we can do. One is just to share a story. Millennials love us to share authentic, real stories about when we failed and what we did to get back up again. So, so part of it comes from 
so sharing, actually sharing our stories as a way to help and encourage them. Um, another area that can help in de- determination is to help that millennial identify what their core values are. An example is um, often I'm working with millennials or, who are having difficulty um, at their jobs for a variety of reasons. And one of the things that we'll often go back to is helping them identify their core values and then what might be happening on the job that is in conflict with their core values or isn't um, aligned and what might be some things they, they can do to either create alignment or, in some cases, uh, find a place where there's more alignment with them. Uh, and that helps to develop the, um, you know, that determination that when I fall, I can get back up again. So those are a couple of strategies that we can use. I love that. And I love how you how you brought that around, too, because the the worst thing that a person can do, or one of the worst things I think we can do, is get real determined that I'm going to do this no matter what the cost. And Sometimes the cost is too high, that it goes against a personal value, that it goes against um, something that you hold very dear in your life. And then, like you say, there's actually other options available to you. And so it's a determination to figure out who you are, to be true to who you are, and then to, to give the best service that you have to an employer or to someone who is um, counting on you. I, I think that that, you know, what to me, I, I was kind of curious where you'd take it because determination can sometimes be a detriment if it's, if it's misdirected. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I am uh, completely, completely on track with you, completely on track. You know, one of the, um, my uh, field of expertise is in, it has been in creating um, kind of high-performance sales organizations. So, what happens is when you're working with a, a salesperson to get kind of maximum performance, it has to be a win for that salesperson. It has to align with who they are and how they're wired and what they get passionate about, as well as being a win for the company. And it has to be a win for the client. It has to be win-win-wins. Um, and so as part of creating high performance um, values is one of the places that you focus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that kind of leads us into the A then, which is the awareness, the awareness that there's more to this scenario than just me. I'm part of the picture, but I'm not the whole picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I think of um, awareness, you know, another word, for that might be emotional intelligence, emotional IQ, where there's three areas for us to become increasingly aware of so that we can interact wisely and with discernment. Um, One of those is inward. What are what are our passions? What are our values? What are our skills? What are our gifts? So the more that we can know about ourselves and how we're wired, um, we can make better actions. It's also important for us to 
increasingly aware of those around us and what their gifts are and their talents and how they like to be communicated with and um, so that we can build positive relationships. And then, um, and then, so we focus inward, we focus outward, and then we focus upward in that uh, to be, uh, to have a, uh, a knowledge and awareness of how we fit into the, the grand scheme and what our purpose and our calling might be. Um, I have a, a process uh, that I've highlighted called uh, Life's Core Purpose. Um, and Life's Core Purpose relates to uh, that focus upward and wh- wh- what's our unique calling and wiring in life. Um, so all of those areas millennials want to explore. They want to know that because it relates to their uniqueness and it relates to their that they see themselves as a leader. So what are the characteristics that they can leverage in that leadership? Yeah. So those Beautiful. are all important areas to become aware of, yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about knowledge next. Ah, knowledge is a interesting one because the the part that we know is that leaders who don't have a strong moral compass uh Life gets really messy for them. I mean, we just look at the news and um, all of the failures that the news highlights. Um, One of my uh, friends is uh, Phyllis Hennessy Hendry, who's the president and CEO of Lead Like Jesus. And um, she mentions, Character is very important to millennials. They see broken families, corrupt governments, impoverished nations, acts of terrorists, and they know that the world is in desperate need of good leaders. Mm-hmm. So that's where we have an opportunity to, to step up to the plate and recognize that it, with these leaders, that they want they recognize um, that they're looking for leaders who can make good ethical decisions okay yep. um, so, so 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 that's where we start to get in now the question is uh, the question I often get asked is so how do you do that <laughs> um, um, and one of the real practical ways is as a mentor and a coach is to talk through the ethical framework, you know, just, you know, these are the, you know, this is one course of action and these are the pros and cons, and this is another course of action. And these are the pros and cons. And as we know, some of those ethical decisions are difficult, but it's important for millennials want to see how we wrestle through that. 
Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. And the next one is the O for optimism. And that one, you know, again, this one can be taken to an extreme uh, for sure. So how do you, how do you train optimism in the, in the um, category of courage cultivation? So as, as we see in the news spotlighted, uh, depression and loneliness coming a larger and larger problem in our culture as a whole and especially in our young adults. And so I find it um, interesting that as I am coaching and working and beginning to identify this area of depression, that one of the very common practices that I'll start with is developing an, an attitude of gratitude and helping people to appreciate what they have. You mentioned it earlier, Marnie. We live, uh, we live in such abundance. Uh-huh. You know, I often call it, uh, we live in a Disney world. <laughs> when you tra- when you when you travel around the globe and then come back to the U.S., you go. We live in Disney World. What in the world do we have to complain about? And so, so one of the things is just to cultivate attitude and appreciation um, for for what we have in our hand, um, and consequently what we can leverage moving forward. And we know from all the research in the world of positive psychology that having that optimistic, uh, let's figure it out, can do, um, just leads to a more productive life, both personally and professionally. And I'm sure you've seen that, haven't you? Well, absolutely, and it's definitely one of the things that I uh, that I work with people on too. Because if we say, okay, if you're going to look at where God lives um, in a perfect environment in heaven, and then I want to join Him there with heaven on earth, I'm not going to be bummed out and blue and always focusing on the evil. Um, I'm going to be looking for the good. I'm going to be focusing on where can I find that? Where can I share that? Well, this is Marnie Swedberg visiting today with Danita Bai of DanitaBai.com. Talking about Millennials Matter, we're going to take a quick break, come back, finish up our DAKOTA acronym, and then move into the key to equipping your next-gen leaders to resolve feelings of conflict as well as how to use goals to fuel energy. We'll be right back. Women's ministry leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Women'sEvents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at Women'sEvents.info. That's www.Women'sEvents.info. Welcome back. If you're looking for something fun to do yourself or with a bunch of girlfriends, check out womensevents.info. Today we're visiting with 
Danita Bai on the topic of Millennials Matter, and welcome to you. If you're just joining us now, you're going to go want, want to go back and catch at the beginning of this interview, and you can always do that after this show. But right now, we're finishing up the acronym of DAKOTA, which is an acronym for Cultivating Courage, Determination, Awareness, knowledge, optimism, trustworthiness, and accountability. Danita, let's go ahead and finish trustworthiness. Um, talk, about, talk about that for just a few moments. Well, without, as leaders, if we have nothing, uh, th- there is nothing to stand on. Talk about uh, shifting sands if, if we don't have trust. So um, when we're coaching uh, millennials, um, this is an area that I like to spend some time, and I actually want one of the coaching and mentoring processes I use is to, um, uh, I'll call it kind of a just a mini one to ten survey on on this area of trustworthiness. Uh, how would you rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, zero being horrible, 10 being great. And then, you know, let's figure out how to move the needle. You know, things like, are you consistent and dependable? Can you be relied upon to tell the truth? Um, Are you honorable in your words and your actions? Are you motivated to always do the right thing? And so that's an area that uh, millennials, want to see from us as leaders and uh, that's a place that they want to have some mentoring and coaching and some real honest dialogue about Mm, so uh, trustworthy Mm -hmm. and then and then accountability which um, can be it can can be create the accountability setup can be created in so many different ways but it is important, you know, what's measured is what's going to grow or, you know, what's going to <laughs> Go ahead and talk about accountability for a moment. So um, one of the startling statistics that I find in my work as a sales development specialist um, is that 60% of salespeople have a tendency to play the blame game for anything that happens that they don't like. So uh, we've surveyed over a, over a million salespeople, and they 60% of them co- will come back and say, you know what, I, um, uh, I'm not hitting my numbers or I didn't accomplish the goal because of, uh, I had a bad boss company is messed up, my competition's too tough, the economy is too good, the economy's too bad, marketing didn't get me the right info. I mean, (laughs) the list is really long. And here's what we know. Your, 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 Your people, your top performers and your top leaders, when you talk to them about why a number or you know, something was missed, they will typically say, well, you know, in retrospect, I could have done this differently. Uh, In retrospect, uh, you know, if I up this skill or if I tap this resource. So based on that, one of the questions, 
so first of all, 60%, that means that there's a lot of us uh, who are probably playing the blame game in some way, and I raise my hand because there are some things that I love to blame, (laughs) and I have to kind of call myself on the carpet. But one of the questions I love to use is, it goes like this, Um, what, if I'm asking it to myself, I would say, what might I do to accomplish my goal? So I'm asking myself, I'm taking ownership, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm using the word might to be able to tap into some creativity, um, present some options. Uh, so that's number two. The number th- thir- the third part of that question that's critical is do. What might I do? So uh, this isn't talk. <laughs> I'm looking for action. What might I do? And then the fourth part of this critical catalyst question is uh, goal. What might I do to accomplish the objective? So the feedback that I've gotten from parents and leaders is that question alone has given them something very, very tangible that they can uh, take away and use immediately. So that's accountability. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And moving along, we got a lot more to cover here, and I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> this is such good content. Thank you yes. so much for sharing it. Okay, let's talk about the key to equipping our next-gen leaders to resolve feelings of conflict. And honestly, you know, what I think about that, it's like all of us have feelings of conflict. Uh, so what is it that you – what is the key to helping us to – deal with that conflict, the feelings that we have? So for me, uh, as I'm working with millennials, um, I go back and some of the things that we've covered, one is stand our natural wiring and our own values so that we can um, have, we can resolve some of that internal conflict. Next is to have an appreciate and an understanding about others and how they're wired and understand the importance of teamwork and synergy. Uh, And then also, um, most of us as leaders need to continually work on uh, learning to listen well. Um, As I look at my library, um, almost every book has a section on listening. Why is that? Because listening is always a, um, uh, not always, 90% of the time, a growth area for us. So, And there's some great research in that area uh, that can help us with listening. So those are kind of, those are three things that I, um, talk about and start to work with. Yeah, I like say um, I like the practice of um, when this happens, I feel blank, you know, and mm-hmm. then to just be able to go back to your 
I liked your your uh, critical catalyst question. So what might I do to look at this from another perspective? You know, to just have mm-hmm. have a little more perspective. And I like to, you know, I'm a coach uh, mentor as well. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is pretend that you're your own coach or mentor, that you're the friend, that you're the outside person who's sitting here listening to you talk, what would that person tell you right now? Because feelings can feel, you know, feelings, obviously they come and they feel extremely real and true. And a lot of times they're not true. A lot of times the feeling is fleeting. It's just what you're experiencing in the moment. It's like a red line on your dashboard, but that might've gone on accidentally or might've gone on because it's something's broken. And so you need to, you need to be able to step away a little bit emotionally in order to deal with those feelings of conflict and a lot of times having an outside perspective whether you really get one I mean this is one of the best places to use prayer prayer is always applicable but you know I just often say the, the, the prayer Jesus talk to me about this from your perspective because I know that that's God's perspective right. Absolutely. is perfect yeah and and you know if you have a person there you can run it by them what do you think about this? this? This made me feel blank. What do you think about it? You know, and a lot of times our feelings are just plain mixed up because of, you know, um, things we've had go wrong in the past. Uh, you know, somebody and I was just, a friend and I were just talking earlier today about road rage, about how most people mm-hmm. can handle uh, a series of events happening while they're driving the car, while others just completely lose it if something bad happens. Same scenario, different feelings being generated you know so it's important to actually recognize like you say who you are how you're reacting and then maybe get some external input on that I want to move along now to um, the use of goals to fuel energy because I thought this was so important this section here on goals and energy and goal alignment process so go ahead and talk about how to use goals to fuel energy well I, I take a look at myself and about those times where I just felt that I was languishing or I was complacent or it just didn't, it just didn't feel like things were coming together. And interestingly, um, there were two times in particular I had been working with a coach, and both times the coach said, Danita, let's talk about your goals. Where are you at in achieving them? (laughs) And, you know, here I'm a coach, uh, and I'm like, oh, well, that's a good recommendation. You know, so in both both of those, when my coach kind of pushed back and challenged me, I dove back in, went and updated my goals and went through a goal-setting process. And you know what? that energized me and focused me. Um, and so so I've developed a process uh, that really works in three phases. Um, the, the first is looking at the future. What do you see? What would you like? And sometimes that is really fuzzy, but, you know, the more we work with it, the more clarity, the better. Um, So looking at the future, the next is to look at now, today, what do you, um, what's energizing you today? What are you learning about yourself today? 
and then to take those things and to actually put it into a action plan of some sort where you have some milestones that you've mapped out for yourself. So this goal-setting process of looking at future, uh, looking at now, and then creating, start to create an action plan about how you can go from now to the future. And uh, so I uh, I work through a, a coaching process. I call it um, Energize Your Dream uh, is a process that I've put together. And then that's a goal alignment process. The goal alignment process. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So how do you, like, um, from the future and to now today, how, how do those actually work together? So if I'm going to take one hand, which is the future, and the other hand, maybe my right hand then, is now today, how do I, how do I make them into a, a folding hand? How do I get them together? Yeah. So typically the, the process that we'll work through is, um, starts with, based on this, where would you like to be a, a year from now? And depending on who you're working with in the time frame and how they think, a year might need to be longer than that or shorter than that. But here's the principle. Uh, where, do you, where, where would you like to be a year from now? Okay, great. Now, Based on that year, what might be some quarter one milestones, quarter two milestones, quarter three milestones? You know, let's just make them up because we can always go back and change them. Uh, Now that we have what we'd like to see happen in uh, at the end of a quarter, uh, let's break that down into a month. What would be some things that we might like to see happen in the month and then let's that down weekly and then let's identify what we might want to work on daily that's going to help us so Perfect. Uh, to give an ex- yeah so i mean you just start to break it down into bite-sized pieces so that you have something tangible you can look at at the end of the day and go oh i did that you know, I made one phone call today or whatever it is. Or 50 and only cried three times. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break and come right back uh, and talk about how to establish a healthy work-rest system, how to handle the perfect job myth, and winning the respect of your millennials. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPI Coach Certification Program today. SPI, or S-P-I, stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. 
Welcome back. This is Marty Swedberg. We're finishing up an edition of Millennial Matters, How to Mentor Your Next-Gen Leaders with our guest today, Danita Bai of DanitaBai.com with her new book, Millennials Matter. Okay, let's talk about work-rest rhythms. So what actually is a healthy work-rest rhythm? So, Marty, here's where the idea came from originally is that I looked at every single leader that I respected and every single leader that had led well over time. So they've, they've got this life trajectory that where they're leaving a positive leadership legacy. And one of the things that they do is that they've installed into their life a this rhythm of work and rest, work and reflection. And so that was an interesting um, observation for me. So as I began uh, thinking about how would I implement that into my own life, I began to map out a rhythm of what does that look like for me daily, monthly, quarterly, and even yearly? And I guess I haven't gotten into, uh, you know, what my 10-year rhythm should be. I, I should actually talk to my husband about that one. That could be pretty big. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, um, you know, daily for me, part of my work-rest rhythm is that I – I start every day with um, exercise and meditation and reading the Bible and prayer and um, and reflection. And if 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 I don't do that, I am not at my best the rest of the day. So that's a daily rhythm. And then there's some additional rhythms that I've built in weekly that are refreshing and life-giving to me um and um and then i have some things that are monthly um because i um my own business and have control over my calendar um i take the first friday of every month and i scratch that out for me and it's a time when I take um, my Bible and my notepad, and then I have a list of 10 leadership questions that I ask myself, that I ask and reflect on to make certain that I'm on track with uh, what I feel is God's call on my life. So, now, that's just my work-rest mm-hmm. rhythm. But everybody has something different. Everybody has to find their own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For me, I have AM routines, a PM routine every Sunday um, as a day of rest. You know, you, we have to have these rest times. You know, just the, the waking, sleeping, God's shown us, you know, that. And then the natural rhythm of most cultures is, you know, one or two or three meals a day. Um, again, a time to just rest 
and uh, let your body do something different than it's doing the rest of the day uh, is so important to build rest in. You simply cannot keep running endlessly uh, without rest, and it will catch up with you <laughs> in the end. So build that in. You also wanted to build talk today about the, yeah, about the perfect, perfect job myth. So what is the perfect job myth? Well, you, you know, Marnie, you had uh, referred to it earlier that we live in a culture where um, young leaders, millennials, think they're going to get that perfect job right now. And we all know uh, that uh, there may not ever be a perfect job till we get to the other side. <laughs> and that there are... Um, and that every job that we've been in, there's been some things that we have learned. So when, when I have people who are frustrated, you know, and dealing with that perfect job myth, part of it is the goal setting to understand where they want to go and to help them create that vision and understanding. Um, next is uh, what I call an energized, de-energized journal. Keep track of every day. Uh, what was energizing? What gave you life? What was de-energizing that pulled you down? And then begin to look at how uh, within your current job, um, what are those things that you can maybe lean into a little bit more? Or how you can um, kind of shift and change things uh, to be able to maybe do some de-energizing tasks after the energizing one and kind of put the sandwich, the de-energize, between the two energized ones. I mean, you can just develop some additional mm-hmm. strategies. Just even um, the awareness so, of it is is hugely helpful, you know, to be able to, I call it assessing and assign value. You know, you can assess, is this necessary, this de-energizing thing, is it necessary in my life? And if it is necessary, how can I assign it a value that would be helpful? I love the illustration of Gabby Douglas, the uh, gold medalist, and, and she just said the hardest days are the best days because those are the days when champions are born. You know, and and yeah. she just took all that pain and agony and turned it into something positive. I want us to keep going because I don't want to miss out on this last one here either. Winning the respect of your millennials. This is this is so important, and I know we've built parts of the answer to this into the program already, but I wanted you to address it specifically. How do we actually win the respect of our millennial leaders? Well, there's so there's uh, the three areas that the character character is so critical, man. They want to see the character, and they. They want to see that we're really confident and then we fall and fail that we can get up and we learn and that we can really collaborate and really listen and all those types of things are important. And none of that is going to matter unless we have an authentic, real relationship with them. And how do we get that? We get that by hanging out. We get that by spending time with them. We get that by really showing interest in them. So we come back to where we started, Marnie, that 100% of them want to be seen as individuals, not a trend, 
They see themselves as leaders. They want a mentor or a coach, not a boss that's going to wag their finger or boss them around. Um, And so when we keep that in mind, one of the results is that we earn respect to be able to speak into their life. So that's what I'm hearing from millennials, and that's what mentors are telling me. And And I think one of the things, yeah, it does. And we all want that. Actually, don't we all want that? We do. We all want that. They just are going to require it of us if they're going to produce. And I think that one of the best ways to work with the millennial in the workspace is instead of bossing them around, because I said so, to really step back and recognize that what was the statistic? It was huge, like 80, 90%, 91% of them see themselves as a leader. Okay, which I actually yes. agree. I, I agree that we're all leading. Somebody's following. Somebody's watching every person who's listening to me. Someone's watching your life. You are a leader of someone. And these millennials recognize they're leaders, and they really want to be better at life. And if you can come along and instead of bossing them around and telling them something to do because I said so, you can explain the why why I need you to do it this way this time or every time, that is training them, that is coaching them, that's encouraging them, and that changes the conversation. Oh, my goodness. Well, this hour has just flown by. Danita, so much great content. You guys need, need, need to check out her book, Millennials Matter. And, Danita, you have a beautiful website at danitabuy.com, D-A-N-I-T-A-B-Y-E.com. If people go over there, what are they going to find? Well, one of the things that they're going to find is that they can uh, click on and get Millennials Matter. They can get an autographed copy. And I would love to autograph one copy or as many copies as they need to pass out to uh, friends, Bible studies, leadership groups. Um, This book is being incorporated as a discussion tool in multiple venues. So would love to do that. They'll also get some information on a webinar that we're offering for people who are leading millennials. Oh, fantastic. Again, that's JanitaBuy.com. Thank you so much for being here. have loved having you as a guest and uh, getting to know you better and also learning from all of your wonderful experience with millennials and leaders. It's been delightful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for being here. I just love it when you all come out to the live show on on Wednesday afternoons. I just love having you here as well as those of you who listen uh, to the archives or to your iTunes uh, Apple later. And we just love having you also for those of you who host us on your website. Thank you so much. And our syndicate station, just love sharing it with all of your audiences as well. You guys can learn more about the show at marniesfriends.com about me at M-A-R-N-I-E.com or about our guest today, Danita Bai, at DanitaBai.com. Once again, thanks for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time at Marnie's Friends. Bye-bye.